What makes a law firm? It's about passion, knowledge, understanding, and service. That's what defines Fluxman's. In this podcast series, we take you behind the desks of some of South Africa's smartest legal minds. Ira Epstein has been practicing law since 1985 and um, joined the firm here at Fluxman's in 2006 as a director. Um, and he specializes in commercial law, corporate law, mergers and acquisitions, all the important deals that make businesses tick. So how did you how did you find yourself in this position? Was law something you wanted to do from the beginning, Ira? <laughs> uh, not really, no. I wanted to do hotel management. And um, my are, parents are... told me that that's not going to happen, not until you have an undergraduate degree and a postgraduate degree. So no. is there still hotel management coming or is there? Oh, hopefully. Are you building up to hopefully. it? Hopefully. I'm looking to retire there. <laughs> what an interesting change in, in course. I mean, I can understand people saying, you know, you've got to get a qualification and all the rest and which parents don't want that for their kid. But to go into something as specialized as mergers and acquisitions, I mean, you really, you must have discovered very early on then that this was something you had a huge appetite and, and ability in. I actually, the only reason I chose law um, was because of Perry Mason, funnily enough. Really? That I don't was know if that, you remember, I was that, probably showing my age. No, but, that was um, a great show. He was, the, he was the great lawyer who had these terrific arguments and it was all very dramatized and there was that music. That's right. And yeah. uh, watching those was just great. And I decided no, I was going to be the next Perry Mason. But law is not really like that. And um, having got into law, uh, the guy that, taught me my mentor was in mergers and acquisitions and that kind of work and it was great i just took to it and loved it well how important is mentorship here because now you're one of the 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 guys who's supposed to mentor other lawyers i mean what what do you look for in a candidate attorney or even when someone joins here and they're looking for a mentor they need someone to help guide them so the, the the biggest challenge that faces young lawyers is getting into a law firm then having got into a law firm, it actually doesn't matter. You can be in the best law firm. It's who you work with and who works with you, how you get on with that person and what they prepare to teach you and what you can learn from them. And very few people are fortunate enough to find themselves someone who's going to take them under their wing, teach them everything they know and let them grow within their own practice. And if you get lucky, and I was very fortunate. Who, so, was, who was your mentor? Tony Berman. Uh, one of the old senior partners at another law firm. Hmm. When it comes to law, it's really, the knowledge is all good and well, but it's almost more about the relationships and the, the, the networks that you have, the kinds of things that you can get done with other people, with clients. And I suppose they build those relationships with you as much as you build them with them. And trust comes into it, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you have to, you have to build that trust amongst clients. Uh, I mean, I've got clients that were clients of mine when I was in my 20s who today, when they instruct me, they laugh about the things I made them do and they refer to matters that we had years ago and how upset they are or how they still owe me for the things I made them do in those <laughs> matters. But the reason they're still around is because of those things that we did together and how it worked out for them based on the advice that was given to them. When you've performed a really big merger or you've been a part of of some kind of tremendous business acquisition um is the thrill for you in doing the deal is it in making sure that the party you represent gets the best possible deal for themselves 
or is it sometimes just after endless negotiations and complications, is it just getting it done? I think it's all of those things. It's seeing it all come together. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, and there are a whole lot of pieces that, or even like a chess game, that you have to move around the board, and um, it's pretty cool when it all comes together and all the pieces fit together. It's, it's, there's a great sense of accomplishment when it happens. Does it feel better when it's a bigger amount? No, the amount's not really relevant. The, so the, you, the deals can be as complex even with small amounts involved. And if those small amounts obviously go your way, then you feel as much of a sense of achievement and success as you would with a, with an enormous deal? Correct. The, the numbers are not that important. Do you get to choose what sort of stuff you do and what you don't want to do? Uh, it, to, to an extent, yes. Um, at a point in time, you are able to choose the kind of work you want to be involved in. And I work with a number of people and have the ability to hand on the work that I don't necessarily want to do and just manage and monitor the doing of it. But I don't turn away work lightly unless it's something that's I can't do because I don't have the skill set. Um, then I would, if I don't have the skill set, I would refer it to someone else within the firm firstly who has the skill set. Otherwise, even outside the firm, because at the end of the day, it's important that the client gets the best service wherever that is with the right person. How would you describe the, the legal fraternity to an outsider? Um, sometimes it, it appears to us that it's hugely competitive. Sometimes it appears to us that it's fraternal, that you, you guys cooperate and that you all know each other because it isn't so big that you have no idea who the other guys are, particularly when you specialize. How would you describe it? I would say it's got more and more competitive over the years and it's getting more and more competitive, especially with... Uh, the major law, international law firms opening up over here and acquiring lawyers and competing with us. It's definitely more competitive. Do you like that com competition? Mm. Someone like you probably relishes it. Well, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's not really a But you like to win, right? Yeah, that's, that's, it is, I suppose so, in a, in a sense. But winning is, is maybe different to what you understand in the context of it. You don't really win in a matter as such. It's a question of when you get to debate a legal issue and prove to the other side that you're correct and that the way they're approaching it is incorrect, or that's probably a win. Have uh, you established some precedent? Yeah, there, there are a couple. Um, the, it's, it's not winning like litigation, as you see it, mm. where you know, you've got a plaintiff and a defendant and you're both fighting your case. And a lot of wins. it's mediation and, and negotiation and, yeah, but, and the details. Yeah, that, that's not the, the work that I do. It's more about getting the deal done right. as opposed to winning because usually the commercial part of the deal has already been threshed out and it's just finding, maneuvering yourself around the legal lease in order to get the deal actually to happen. But how, usually how complicated can that get? It can get exceptionally complicated. And uh, the, the, although the New Companies Act is supposed to simplify things in South Africa, I think it's made it even more complex for the man in the street and for business people to have to deal with and to na navigate around. How do you think the, the law in South Africa has changed in your years of experience? And what are the, what are the biggest changes? I can only quote some of my partners who say, by the time that becomes law, they hope they've retired. Because <laughs> that seems to be constantly what it is. <laughs> so, I mean, not just from a regulation and, and legislation point of view, but, but the, the, the practice of law itself. I don't think the practice of law has changed. It's, 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 it's certainly, um, I mean, that, today with emails, when I started law, I remember before I started, um, secretaries used to type 
um, on a piece of paper there. And there used to be big gaps between the paragraphs, and I could never understand it. And it was explained to me that those big back gaps were left so that if the deal changed, somebody could come along and type a new clause in there without having to retype the whole agreement. <laughs> I think I was in my articles when the Wang came out, which was the first computers that were used for legal work. And then it was shortly thereafter that I got a PC. I was one of the first guys in the firm that I worked for to get a PC and to learn how to do work on a PC. Now, today, then there were faxes. Yeah. Because before that, there were telexes. I, I wasn't around at the time of telexes. Now there are emails, which is a nightmare because you're constantly being contacted and you need to be constantly available for people. They expect instant gratification and an instant response from your clients. And I keep saying the next move is something's going to come through my teeth and I'm going to be able to just talk to it or something because I won't even have to press the button. Appear in your glasses <laughs> yeah. and you'll, yes. just, you'll have to wake up at 3 a.m. It'll be interactive with the client yeah. in my eyes or something. How do you switch off though? You uh, are a family man. You, you, you have a life so, outside of so the I office. I do that through exercise. Okay. I exercise regularly. Uh, I, I'm a health fanatic. I keep fit and I just leave everything at home and go for an hour or two a day. Is it running? Run yeah, I run, I go to gym, do a lot of things. No, well, it, so, it sounds like something you need to do to, to find balance, right? Yeah, you do, because otherwise you, every time your phone buzzes, something's happening. Do you feel a compulsion, or did you once feel a compulsion to have to reply to all of that stuff, and have you found a way to not do that? <laughs> I'm an obsessive personality, so I can't go without responding immediately. Wow. It must be hell for the family, though. Well, they used to, I suppose, at this stage. My kids are all grown. and so have grandkids? Uh, but they're still small. And do they give you some respite from the work? They do, in a sense. You, you do learn to switch off and leave it and deal with it when it's necessary. Are we going to go and take a picture of you in your office? Is your office more of the messy, chaotic, you're the only one who knows what's going on in their office, or is it supremely tidy and in order? <laughs> it's probably a hybrid. Okay. It's got order, but I wouldn't say it's perfect. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. What, what advice would you give to a young lawyer entering the profession now? Find something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think that, uh, that one day you'll want to be a, a judge, or do you want to get out of this before that happens? Yeah, no, I don't want to be a judge. And the reason I say find something else to do is because you'd, you'd never want... You've got the right cynical attitude to be a judge. <laughs> you, you don't want your children to be an architect, an accountant, or an attorney. Why? Because they sell time. Ah. And therefore, the only way they make money is by working harder and longer hours. And that's not the way to live a life and to have a family and to really enjoy life. There are other professions where you don't have to do that, or there are other ways to make money where you don't necessarily just sell time. If you can sell a product at a premium, you're much better off. So we're constantly working. It's all about billable hours. Well, in, as lawyers, that's what it is. Fortunately, Fluxman's is not necessarily the same type of place, but in most law firms, that's the problem. And it's very hard to find a firm like Fluxman's where you can become part of it. So if you're going to go down this trail and become a lawyer, you're going to be caught up in that, and you're going to be selling time and takes over your life. So that is really my last question is, is why is Fluxman's different and, and why do you find yourself comfortable here? So I have been at other law firms. Um, I have experienced other law firms. I interact with other law firms constantly. 
This is the one law firm where you're allowed to do your own thing as a lawyer. You're, you're able to be responsible, and if you're responsible, you'll flourish. So if you look after your clients and you do your work when you have to, for the rest of the time, you're free to do what you want. Whereas at most law firms, there's always a big brother looking over your shoulder. You're answerable. Where are you? What are you doing? Why are you not doing this? That's not the case, yeah. Incredible. Well, congratulations on an incredible career so far and, and having done the things that you've done, met the people you've met with and made the deals that you've done, we probably don't even know about, but we should all be grateful for from the part of the economy. Um, and we're going to go and take a look at your desk. <laughs> Thank you, Ira. <laughs> you've been listening to Fluxman's Attorneys for the Love of Law. For more information, go to fluxmans.com.